Welcome back to the Jacob Bauer Show, fresh off of a three-game sweep of the Oakland A's. He's joining us here to talk Twins baseball. Please welcome Chris Atterbury. Hey, how are you guys? We're good. How are you doing? Well, I got in about 12.30 last night from Ooh. Oakland. Oh. And I'm exhausted. But other than that, I'm great. Well, Oakland was a good round for the Twins. They are so bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying but they were good wins. There's no two ways about it. You, you know, you have to win some some scrappy games, and they the A's gave them everything they had, and the Twins were able to hold them off. So that that was good. Coming out of the All Star break, what's your prediction on the Central? You know what? I was making a joke with the guys in Cleveland, and our running joke. You know how in football people always say the team with the ball last wins. Right. Our joke is the team that plays the Royals last wins. <laughs> Um, because it's like they played Texas, who's really good and got swept. We played Oakland, who's really bad, and we swept them. So now we're a couple up. But like when that schedule flips, does the same thing happen? I mean, oh, that's the, it. Mm-hmm. All is well, we did the on, athletics in the end. Well, it all it yeah towards the end of the year. That's true. It, it's <laughs> all predicated on can, which team figures out how to beat good teams. And I, I think we're a better team than they are. Um, we just haven't played like a better team. So uh, my prediction would still be the twins. I think we're going to get Polanco back. I think that'll help. Um, I think Royce eventually comes back. I I like our rotation uh, better than theirs, which I haven't been able to say in a long time. And I think even though our offense hasn't performed, I think we have better offensive players than they do. Um, it's just a matter again of them performing at some point. So that's, that's yeah, the way to do that. Well, let's get this out of the way real quick because it, it just hurts too much. Speaking of performing, Bauer, do you have the totals? Okay. So <laughs> it was a bloodbath. Well, hold on a second. It may, it may not be that bad. And let me say why. Because, you know, we, we went through the one week and then we hit the all-star break and Chris was off. So the way I tallied it was I just kept us all going through the end of the all-star break with the teams that we had selected, which was yeah, Chris. Before the all-star break. Right. He was up by like 30. Well, well, not that much, but let's get there. So Chris okay. had picked the Dodgers. Uh, Jake yeah. had picked the Phillies. I had gone with the Padres. And I in could not that- have picked the Phillies at a worse time. <laughs> <laughs> at, at that week's close, uh, right before the All-Star break, Chris, you won again with the Dodgers getting a total of 44 points on the week. Nice. I came in second with the Padres at 37. So it was a seven-point difference between those two. And then Jake had the Phillies at 24. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those trains were going opposite directions. The, yeah, there was a time where I was leading this thing. Yeah. So at that point in time, that put Chris over the top as far as total points went here as well. Now, if we include keeping those teams through the All-Star break, which is really just Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week, right? So at that point, getting the extra points in there, over the, the week from the All-Star break, Chris actually comes in third place with the Dodgers. Ooh, getting them 12 points here. from uh for Thursday for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Jake comes in second place with the Phillies giving him 16 points for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I got the Padres with 20 points Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So when we look at our overall numbers right now, Chris still leads 156 points so far in the season. Coming in second place, I've got 144. Coming in third place, Jake's got 137. Good God. All right, well, we're in it. I mean, that's, to me, a little creative accounting there, but uh, you Again, do what you got to do. I could back off those little points there, but, I mean, you know, coming in 13, if, if I were you, I'd hold on to those extra 12 points, Chris. You don't know what's going to happen yeah. here. Yeah, it's true. I'm not going to sneeze at that. So, right. Uh, 
Just be happy I caught the dot. So who do you like going right forward? This week? What's up? Yeah, who do you like going forward? Let's pick them now. Let's get it over with. Uh, well, if I get first pick, I'm going to take Boston because they're playing the A's. Just so I'm going to go Boston. <laughs> good Lord. I, that was good logic. I tried that, and it failed miserably on me. But, uh, look, of course it's going to work well for you. Yeah. I mean, I just watched Angel Felipe warming up in the bullpen throw, like, 14 balls in the outfield. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and lean on that empirical data to make my I think, choice. I think wow. that's a little insight there from Chris. <laughs> He's got a little knowledge, a little working knowledge there. Jake? I'm going to go with the Yankees. All right. Ooh, you're going with the Scott Casey, uh, new hitting coach. Changing just, the mood there. I'm hoping that they're playing the Royals coming up here in the Mets Ooh, and maybe he'll see good. a couple of games. Uh, then I'm going to, that was one of the selections I had, Jake. It was going to go Yankees, but uh, my number my number one pick is the Astros. So I'm going Houston on this one. Okay. They, you they, are you a know, big Astro. with those guys. <laughs> it feels like the Astros are either scoring 12 a game or they're, or they're scoring like three. It, yeah. And it's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So yeah. like, I'm hoping to get like a good solid double digit game at some point during the week. I just don't know how often it's going to happen. And I hope it's not against them. So who do you think <laughs> is the dark horse, Chris, coming in from both national and American leagues for, uh, in terms of like the big picture? Yeah. I mean, somebody well, that nobody's suspecting right now, but sure could pull it out. Well, I think that, um, Obviously, the Dodgers are on the move, and the Astros are kind of on the move, and, and those are teams we expected to be there. We know the Braves are great. Um, the Marlins are kind of hanging. I think the Diamondbacks are fading. Um, Danny and I talked about that a lot over the weekend. I think the Giants are better than people think, oh. and I think they're they're lurking. Um, and I also think that in the American League East, I don't think Tampa holds on to it. And I know most people think it's going to be Baltimore or the Yankees who gets them, but I think Toronto's a team that has a chance to really to really go nuts here in the second half. So if I'm picking dark horses, and, and I'm going to go with San Francisco-Toronto as teams, um, and on the outskirts of that, I think Philadelphia is dangerous too. Well, they really weren't for me, but okay. And, and we saw through the All-Star game them talking about how Vlad Jr. hasn't really hit his stride as far as hitting goes this season. So if he is able to kind of catch on, although he was beat down after the home run derby, um, if he is able to catch on here, that would be big news for Toronto. But they also lost the relief pitcher to back injury there at the All-Star game as well. So I guess you know, waiting to see out the injury bug will be a big part of the second half of the season. Yeah, they just got so many talented hitters, and they got Alec Manoa back. You remember, yeah. he was an all-star last year, mm -hmm. and he was so bad, they sent him back to Florida. And <laughs> and yet he came back and he threw one game, and granted it was against Detroit, but he, he threw really well. So that's like adding a, a an all-star from a year ago to your rotation. So that's, you know, I, I don't know. I just I think they're too good. I, I think they have too much talent, um, and I know they're willing to make moves. That's a team that's that's willing to make moves. So Chris Philly the same way with Dombrowski. Like they'll make a move, right? They're playing better. Harper's gonna play better. Turner's gonna play better. And, and Philadelphia is the team that would go out. And if someone said, "Holy moly, they just traded the Liberty Bell for Shohei Otani," like it would be Philadelphia. So uh, I I think that they've got a chance to 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 reel in the the Marlins. I don't think they catch the Braves in the. Regular season because I think Atlanta's so so good, but they I think Philly's pretty pretty dangerous. Well, that's what so my you're questions. going simply by way back jerseys, uh, way back uniforms. I'd pick the Pirates. Oh wow, the, you like those throwbacks? Wow, I do. Nice. I tell you, the, the Atlanta throwbacks are pretty salty. Those are good. And I yeah. like those with a little the lowercase a yep. and that cool <laughs> right? blue that makes makes you think of uh, 
old Dusty Baker and Hank Aaron. And I, I think those Atlanta ones are pretty good. I like the Baltimore City Connects. They're all black with like the chalk letters on the front. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Funky, colorful pattern on the sleeve cuff that's designed to to uh, represent like all the various cool neighborhoods in the city of Baltimore. Yeah. I'm a huge fan, huge fan of what they did with their City Connect. All right, so who do you think, where do you think Shohei Otani ends the season? I think he ends the season in Anaheim, and then I think he's a Dodger next year. Okay. Yeah, I think if Trout hadn't gotten hurt, so he doesn't want to move maybe, very far. Huh? They just look the guy; they're in a no-win situation because they right. didn't get him extended. You can't be the guy who who traded Shohei Otani. There's no package of prospects that possibly could merit trading Shohei Otani um, if you're remotely in it. Your fan base is is going to absolutely turn on you. By the same token. You're totally going to lose him for nothing at the end well, of the year. That's what I was going to say. So how, how does, <laughs> you, there is a that is a lose lose situation. Wouldn't you just yeah. trade and get what you can now? Everybody knowing that you know probably the offer you would make is not going to be nearly enough. I, I think though you say I'd rather have Otani for two months and sell two months worth of tickets and okay. hope he set some records in our uniform, uh, as opposed to twelve minor league players that you've never heard of. You know, yeah. like I just think that's. I just don't think they want to be the guys that traded Shohei Otani for a bag of donuts. Mm. I just don't think they want to do it. So um, that, they, that's, they would that's rather, my guess. They would rather give think, him up for nothing. Just, okay, we'll yeah. see you at the end of the season. Thanks for everything. But but their hope is, okay, we get two months out of him. He, he does some amazing things in our uniform. He squeaks us into the playoffs. Maybe we, we somehow convince him that he should stay, um, which I, I don't think is going to happen. But I – I mean, I think that's what they're going to do. They're in an absolute lose-lose. There's, there's nothing they can do short of getting him extended last year that, that's right, going to make right. this more palatable pill. But um, I think that's, I think that's what's going to happen. But um, if anyone's going to try to mortgage the future to rent him, it's going to be someone like a Philadelphia mm-hmm. you know, or someone like that. It's not going to be the Dodgers. They don't have to. They're going to wait and get him for a bunch of money at the end of the year. Um, I don't think it's going to be the Yankees, even though that would be a classic Yankee move. Right. Um, I, I just think it's – I think he's an angel until the end of the year, and then I think he's a Dodger. All right. Two two weeks left until the uh, trade deadline. What do you what do you think the Twins need to go after now? Whew. That, I mean, that's the question, right? Like, um, as currently – as currently put together – um, obviously the offense is a problem, but then everyone says, okay, hits. go get some offense, but where are you going to put it? You know, you're not getting Nolan Arenado and having him and Correa and Buxton on, on borderline max contracts. Right. Right. Like I would prefer to see them just say, Alex Kirloff's going to play every day. Trevor Larnick's going to play every day. You know, I would rather see the guys that we've been hearing about play every day. Cause I think that they can perform. I, I think you always need bullpen help. Every team needs bullpen help. Um, and I think that, that that's, Definitely a spot where we'll add. I mean, that's what happens. Is bad teams with good relievers trade them at the deadline. Yeah. It happens every year. Yeah, um, and you can't have enough. I mean, you can't have enough of them. And 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 our guys have done great. Balazovic has done a lot better than I think anyone would have expected a guy with a AAA ERA of seven to do. Oliver Ortega again has come out of nowhere to be effective. Uh, Emilio Pagan, for all the grief he gets from Twins fans, he came in in a high leverage situation yesterday, and I think people were probably stretching about it <laughs> and he ended up being great you know and he saved their bacon uh on friday too but you need depth you just need bullpen depth you know a great yeah. example is 
John Duran pitched all three games in Oakland and saved them all like a horse. But wow. he's not going to be able to pitch for the first probably three days in Seattle. Um, so, yeah, depth in the bullpen. That, that's His arm where, looks like one of those water noodles right now. <laughs> yeah, and he's such a big dude, right, that it's like you just feel like he can handle it. Uh, right. Sure. But by the same token, you just don't want to. You just don't want to burn up that magic arm of his. So uh, they've done a great job with him. Uh, they've been very careful with him. And I think sometimes people thought they were being too careful with him. You know, he couldn't pitch after an off day or this or that. But the reason they did that was spots like this weekend where bad team can't afford to lose. Go get him, Chief. And, and he did. So um, I don't know. I, I think bullpen for sure. Uh, I like our rotation depth. I don't think there's going to be a lot of quality starters on the market that, that you could add. Um, you know, I've heard Tommy Pham's name mentioned, bandied about as a, as an outfield option with a bat. He's a guy who de- definitely brings a different um, personality to a clubhouse mm-hmm. dynamic. Um, I think you've got to walk that line carefully. That's one thing that, that honestly, our, our guys, they always talk about wanting to bring in character, but they brought in some dudes who have not fit. Sam Dyson, Josh yeah. Donaldson, Logan yeah. Morrison, Lance Lynn. Um, there's a pretty long list of dudes that they brought in who just were not Alex Colomay did not fit and made things worse. And so that's, I think something they'll be really careful about because this, for all of the lack of performance from the offense this year, that's kept us middling around 500. It's a good group. It, it is a cohesive group. that's all pulling together in one direction and, and you don't want to disrupt that part. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk twins with us here, Chris, best of luck to you with the uh, teams this week. And we'll catch up with you again next week. All right. Go Red Sox. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Hour number two of the Jake and Bauer Show coming up next.